All right, I'm about to convict everybody with the craziest question. Here's, right. a, here's a question. I'm about to tell you. What book in the Bible are you studying right now? Studying uh, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. Yeah, I know. Give me those five Christian points, man. <laughs> that that I'll give five. you points. I'll give you points give for that those. one because Deuteronomy is definitely. Um, it's interesting. I think it's cool because like there's times where like you know God is talking, laying down the law basically, and there's some times where it says if somebody does something but they do it out of ignorance and they didn't know it was wrong, then there's like a different punishment for that person than a person who does something on purpose. And it's like, oh, cool. Like God is very like there's specific mm. laws and specific things, and you know they have a M making place. you making you wish like that you didn't know certain yeah, things right? so you could do it's it. It's like there's diff different things that like you see how God is like. He, he he lays down these laws like with mm. like fairness with like with mercy you know he even has like he makes a place for people that are, people that are like convicted of doing something really bad like there's like a safe haven for them to go to and run and be there before they can be on trial or something I'm like oh, interesting mm. what is what is studying with Lewis look like what studying is studying the word of God with Lewis <clears throat> sometimes I can just read it and just like you know just read it down and that's it or sometimes I kind of get hooked on one thing that kind of stands out to me mm. like one time when they were passing i forgot which maybe the jordan river they were passing to go onto the promised land and one of the tribes wanted the land that was where they were where they were at already because they just like took over this this uh, nation this like little place mm. and they wanted to stay there and it was like like they wanted to make that place their home and it's like why like the promised land's over there and then like you can feel like these people were kind of settling for less maybe because it was easier mm. because it was right there and so these, and I think it was like, I forgot the words exactly. Hold up. Yeah, it was weird. It's like they wanted to stay there in this place that was not in the promised land, but they wanted to be there. But then, you know, Moses was like, first send your men to be over there. And then when everything happens, you guys can come back and chill. But he allowed them to do that. And I was like, huh. I was like, you know, don't you want to be in the promised land? Like where everybody else is going to be at, where God promised you these amazing things and milk and honey and all these mm. blessings, but you chose to like, I guess settle for less, even though. I guess you wanted to do this. Maybe it's your impatience. I don't know. It was like, it was different. And that kind of stood out to me. And that's just one. And again, there's moments like that where like you read it and you're like, okay, it's interesting. Mm. Yeah, mm. Things like that, you know, just the things that stand out to you. Like, you know, if, if something that you see stands out to you, just think about it. Like what's going yeah. on here? Yeah. But speaking <clears throat> of Bible studies with Lewis, where can you do that? You can do that on our Patreon. You do want to sign up for that. It is a beautiful, awesome family yep. where we all come together with people around the globe. We got people all over the world everywhere. that come together. Yeah. It everywhere. is a beautiful time. We connect with each other. We we have some some intimate talks to, you know, get closer and learn more about each other. We read the Bible. So we awesome. pray together. There's nothing like praying with you guys. It is so awesome. So you don't want to miss out. Check the description in this video for the patreon link you don't want to miss so that. awesome and like, god speaks man god mm. speaks through it like god speaks to us and through us in that time like i'm encouraged by our people our family that's in yeah, our yeah, yeah. you guys know who you are like it's just so it's so awesome and the bible studies like like god really speaks the holy mm. spirit speaks in those times and if you feel like you know you you don't have that community and maybe you're kind of like walking into that i will highly suggest that you join the patreon to be part of like a community with mm. me and Danny and a bunch of amazing people that mm. will encourage you, that will be there with you, that are will relate to what you're feeling. Mm. It's amazing. Like, and if you are desiring that, 
join it. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. You will not like you won't you won't be like you'll you'll be happy. Yeah, you yeah you'll you won't be, be disappointed. You, you love be disappointed. it. It's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome. I love you guys. You we guys do. We do. We love you for be being there. on there. But welcome back, everybody else uh, that's watching the video. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Whether you're listening on Spotify, iTunes, or watching us on YouTube, welcome back to the In the Fire podcast. And if it is your first time here, welcome. We welcome you with um, warm, fiery hugs. Well, yeah, I'm just welcome, man. Like, yeah, we, we just welcome you. Here, you. I'm you sorry. I I just try to be creative, bro. Yeah, I just and listen. He's go, he's going for it. And listen, like I <laughs> I love it. But I love his passion. Thank you. Thank his you. Thank drive. You. Thank you. Thank you. He thank could you. work on it a little bit, but I understand. And, I understand. and it, listen, listen. Oh, okay. And <laughs> you know, we can walk with him. And you guys mm. that are here for the first time, you can also walk with him. Mm. We need that. We yeah, need yeah, fellowship. Yeah. We need that. And this guy. Yeah, tell yeah, you yeah. something. Let me tell you something. Uh-huh, don't, don't. Nah, I ain't gonna say nothing. Never mind. Yo, Never mind. Oh, he's trying to be a good Samaritan. There you <laughs> There oh, we go. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome, oh, everybody. So Today, so uh, I, we are continuing um, reading the Word of God together, studying it, learning more about this together as we just sit here, read it, analyze it, walk through our thought process, you know, you know, give you guys new uh, fruit of thought, thought of fruit. No, that's definitely not it. Just uh, something to think Food about. Fruit for thought? thought. Fruit. <sighs> the, you, listen, listen, the English language is not our expertise, actually. I, the word of God is. is our you expertise. Hope it is. <laughs> no. Anyways, but uh, welcome yeah, back. Uh, join us in reading the word of God. Today, we are studying another parable of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is the parable of the good Samaritan. Um, you want to join us? If you're driving or you just can't read your Bible in this exact moment, we will be reading it for you. Pull out your soft copies, hard copies, whatever you got, digital, physical, whatever. We got our, our Bibles here. We both got a blue Bible. That's that's pretty cute. I had it first. That's cute. What do you mean you had it first? Mine's bigger though, and it's gold. Mine's so. small, yeah, but it's also silver. So, so I get extra points or no? No, because I had it first, anything. Again. Yeah, but mine's cooler, so should another, I get better? Another way for me to have more Christian points. Yeah. But listen, we love each other, you know? That's that's the main I understand. thing. I mean, Anywho. you can have all the points you want. You still haven't caught up to me in points, but it's okay. Anyways, what well, um the the parable of the good Samaritan is in in what book, Lewis? Luke ten. Luke, Luke 10. ten. I knew that. I just wanted to see I if hope, you knew. I hope he does. I hope he does. Matthew, Mark, Luke, Matt. And even if you guys know this already, you guys have read it before. Oh, you guys are just, in for a treat. I'm telling you, you want to stick around. Keep your, eye, keep your ears open. Like keep yes, your yes, mind yes, open. Yes, 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 Take yes, away yes, anything. Yes. Like oh, I know that. I know this. Like mm-hmm. this. Be open open your mind because again like you can read something a hundred times and the hundredth and one time you read it mm-hmm. something changes. find something new you find something new, yep, new yep, perspective yep. so yep just stay tuned mm-hmm. let's read, let's read. Stay tuned. let's get into stay it tuned. let's, 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 let's do it let's do it but here we go this is luke 10 chapter 10 yeah verse 25 so before you're gonna start at 30 right verse 30 verse i was gonna start at 25 yeah okay I'm starting at 25. Start at 25. Give, give the people some context here. Yes. We got to understand what's going on here, but yes. it is titled, The Most Important Commandment. Yes. Here we go. One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Dun, dun, dun. Nice. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Huh. Hold up. That's a, that's a loaded question. What must I do? What do I... Jesus, great teacher. First of all, we got to remember what how these Pharisees feel about Jesus. We got to take this into account. Yeah. 
Teacher. <laughs> teacher. You know everything, yep. right? Teacher. Teacher. What should I do to inherit eternal life? This man, the thing is like, he. I love how they say he's an expert in religious law. Like this man knows what he's talking about, but he's like, all right. He tries to test Jesus. Jesus replied, what does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? I love how that, I love that he doesn't answer with, um, yeah. with like a direct answer. He's more of like, I want you to answer yourself. Do you remember what Pastor Charles said about this? What'd he say? Like, so if you guys know Pastor Charles, we had him for a mm-hmm. recent episode on spiritual warfare. Yep. Part one, watch part the, two, check it out. Watch it. But um, Pastor Charles was actually teaching on this and he was saying how in this moment, what's going on is, you know, we know about rap battles, right? People have rap battles. Mm. Like one person is rapping, another person goes and it's like, it's like, you know, thinking about 8 Mile, Eminem and, and things like that. Okay. So in this moment, you know, there's different rabbis, different teachers. And so in this moment, what's going on is there's actually like a rabbi battle happening. Where That's so cool. Because, like, <laughs> you know, so cool. they were like, kind of test each other in their own knowledge to see who's more knowledgeable who's more fit to be a better rabbi and so right now this guy's like excuse me sir uh what is you know he's like <laughs> testing this guy and so that just imagine that mm-hmm. situation as we continue reading and let's, let's just keep going Ra- rabbi versus son of god let's see how this ends for this man <laughs> i mean it's literally <laughs> like, like we're bro what like what are yeah. you trying to do here all right but he says what does the law of moses say how do you read it so he he he, uh, he answers with a question for the man to answer himself Crazy. Um, in, in something that he's an expert in, right? Mm. The, the man answered, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind. Mm-hmm. And love your neighbor as yourself. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus says, right. Say, like, I'm the big boss here. I know what's right and what's wrong. <laughs> right. Jesus yep. told him, do this and you will live. Mm. What? The man wanted to justify his actions. So he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And so we begin. So think about that. Like this guy, you know, he comes to Jesus like, yo, mm-hmm. this, that. And Jesus is like, well, what does what the Bible say? How do you read it? And the mm-hmm. guy's like, this, that, yeah, this. And he's like, good job, bro. You got it. <laughs> good job. You, like, you, you did it. He's like, right. Good job. You got Do it right. And you will live. And so, of course, uh-huh. imagine this guy's ego. He's like, well, well hold on. Uh, who's my neighbor? Like, you know, he's right, like, right, he's trying right, to right, figure right. out, trying to make himself look better because he just kind of got schooled in a way, but in the most loving, in the most Jesus way ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, what does the Bible say? You got it, brother. Yeah. You got it. But of course, you know, Jesus didn't have that 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 um mm-hmm. personality. Well, I, I just I just think how how awesome this moment is, is because one day an expert in re- religious law, this is somebody that they considered um almost like a lawyer of their time. Yeah. This is somebody that was <clears throat> a expert that studied this yeah. very knowledgeable in the mosaic laws which is you know the 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 laws that they had during this time right and so this is a, a moment where this uh pharisee or this expert in this lawyer we'll call him the lawyer yeah other versions say lawyer other vo- yeah yeah he he tries to test jesus by asking him this heavy loaded question and, and jesus is ready to respond yeah he ma- he he makes him answer himself, and then the parable Jesus is about to give is so powerful. It's such a like small word to describe this parable. Yeah, there's just so much to this that it's like this is incredible. You were able to tell a man that was unbelievably educated in this one subject, yet you are about to shut him up in incredible ways. And change his life if this man like takes this and receives it. Mm. But um, 
yes. All right, so we, we move on. Here we go. Parable of the Good Samaritan. Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, and he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. Hmm. A temple assistant walked over and looked at him lying there, but he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along, and when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to the inn, to an inn, where he took care of him. The next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, Take care of this man. If his bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by bandits? Jesus asked. What would you answer? The obvious one, right? Come on now. George, yeah. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. Hmm. Seems pretty simple. It seems it seems pretty um pretty straightforward. Yeah. Right? You know, you you've got this this Jewish man, he gets attacked, he's on the road, half dead, priest comes by, temple temple worker comes by, they both um <laughs> cross to the <laughs> they both what? Hold on. <laughs> yeah. Yo. Yeah. They both cross to the other side of the road. But then this despised Samaritan yeah. feels compassion and does all this all this beautiful stuff to help this man that's half dead. But let's break this down. First of all, I want to ask you, who are you in this story? Who am I in this story? Who do you identify with in this parable? Hopefully. If you would just picture yourself, hold on, everybody listening, and including you, right? We take a time machine. We're back in Jesus' time. Mm-hmm. We're standing there and we're witnessing this. We're witnessing this Pharisee or or this lawyer trying to test Jesus. Jesus answers in this exact way. He says this parable. What's going on in your in your heart and in your mind? I'm like probably thinking like, dang, like I gotta be like that guy. I gotta be the good Samaritan. I gotta be the Samaritan mm-hmm. that's helping him out. That's what I would think. In that mm-hmm. moment, I would probably be like, I gotta be like that. I gotta be like that. Mm-hmm. And what do you think now? Well, now I mean, not like knowing that. You know, this is Jesus Christ talking, like the son of God, right? Like not some random man that's like they call rabbi. Do you still identify with, oh, like I'm trying to be like the good Samaritan? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to be a good Samaritan, but I do know exactly who we identify with in this story. Okay. I do know. Do do you think honestly mm-hmm. in the, in, in this exact situation would you have helped him would you have helped the jewish man i don't know i mean i had to be in the situation you know i I could say anything but it's it's i guess it's just like the i don't know it's like the the, the society things like you know how it looked like nowadays or if you're talking about that situation exactly if i was walking yeah it's just hard to put ourselves in this kind of situation because i mean to give context like 
the Samaritans and the Jews, they despised each other. Yeah. They did not want anything to do with each other. To the point, let me point this out, to the point that at the end when Jesus asked them, now which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits? Jesus asked. The man replied, the one who showed him mercy. He couldn't even say the Samaritan. Yeah. Yep. He couldn't even say it because yep. he just despised him so much he would not have given him credit to be a good man. He said, the one who showed him mercy. That's how much they they disliked each other. They wanted nothing to do with each other. Yeah. They they wanted to go to war with each other. They, these people were off limits. Do not interact with these people. Do not look at them. Do not touch them. Do not give them mercy, grace, yep. nothing. You better spit in their face and do smack not, them in the face every time you see them. Do not walk in that town across it. Nothing. Not be in it. Yeah. Nothing. You, you don't even want to be in proximity to these people because yep. they're nasty. I don't want to be with these people. Yep. But this Samaritan helps out the Jewish man. Huh. All right. All right. So we're trying to be like the Good Samaritan. And some of you may identify with the Good Samaritan. You say you might say, listen, I, I mean, I, I was at work and, you know, I was, you know, just meditating on on this parable and everything and i asked my supervisor he's uh he he's a professed christian he says i'm a christian and he knows he knows decent bible stuff I'm like, okay, okay okay i mean he me personally no judging but i he doesn't live the christian lifestyle as a follower of christ but he knows his stuff he knows his stuff i'm like okay, okay. okay. so i asked him i said I, I'm like, you know about the, the parable of the Good Samaritan? He's like, yes, yes, yes. I know, I know it, of course. I'm like, who do you identify with? And he's like, the Good Samaritan. Come on now. Mm. Of course I'd help the man. Of course. You think I'm going to walk past the step over the man? You think I'm going to step over him? Nope. I was like, ah. Even if this man did you dirty, like he did you dirty, like he... Did the worst things that you could ever imagine to you and your family. Hmm. Would you have still helped him? And he's like, probably not. He's like, <sighs> probably not. He's like, nah. I mean, maybe if that day I was feeling generous, maybe you know, depending on the day how I was feeling, I was like, oh, so it depends on the day. Hmm. Mm. But I felt him. I understood. Yeah. I understood. So then I was like, who do I identify with? Who do you? Who are we, Lewis, in this parable? So in this parable, we're actually the person who's half dead on the floor. Mm. Now, I have an interesting perspective on all of this that I'm about to share. Okay. This is this is super dope, and I, I'm actually really excited to share it. And listen, this is this is what um, the thing about this parable is th there's a lot of different um, interpretations to this parable, right? Mm. But one that I saw really caught my attention. And I was like, oh, this is actually really yeah, cool. Very cool. This is really cool. And so here we go. We see Jesus replied, a Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jer Jericho. Uh, you said we are the Jewish men. And I, I would agree. People say that the Jewish man is actually Adam. But Adam representing mankind. So us. Right? 
traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho, Jerusalem was considered a holy place. Hmm. This was considered a holy place. Down to Jericho. Down to Jericho. Jericho was known to be a place that was very worldly, that was very um, against God in a way. Mm-hmm. And so Jewish man, Adam, mankind, stepping down from holy, coming down from holy place to the world. Hold up. Mankind going from immortality to mortality, mm. going from this holy place of God's presence down to Jericho, down to this worldly place full of sin, full mm. of difficulty. Okay. Now, another thing. This path was known to be dangerous. It was known that it wasn't just like a, a normal path where there's a bunch of houses on the side and you got people watching, you got cameras, you got mm. the police checking you out. No, no, no. This road was thin, deserted. It was hot. Mm. It was already known that bandits, meaning thieves and people that were just like against the law and would scheme to hurt you and rob you, they hid in these places mm. So that when they saw you walking by, they would jump you. Okay. First of all, let's assume this Jewish man knew that. Pretty foolish of him to go down this path, isn't it? Mm. So he makes a decision. Otherwise, he says, I think this path is worth it. I'm going to take it and I'm going to do it. And then he was attacked by bandits. Who are the bandits? If we are, if we are the Jewish man, who are mm. the bandits? Satan. That's that's what I think. I think the bandits are the enemy. Mm. Scheming, hiding, luring you into this path, making you think it's worth it, bringing you down from Jerusalem to Jericho, mm. oh, bringing you down from the presence of God to the world, telling you, did God really say? Eat the apple. Did God really say? Oh, so now we're in Jericho. Boom, get jumped. You thought it was worth it? I did tell you that, huh? Now you're jumped. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half dead beside the road. Stripped him of his clothes. The the interpretation that I was reading on said that they think the stripping of his clothes meant stripping him of the, the intimate connection with God that they had. Kind of that immortality that they had in the garden with God. Because, I mean, they have a point because it's, you know, they say stripped him of his clothes. They don't mention jewelry, money, uh, uh, wealth. They don't mention any of that. They just said they stripped him of his clothes. So hold on. You're telling me these bandits jumped him just to strip him naked for his clothes? Mm. That doesn't make any sense to me. What's so special about his clothes that you want? Oh. And left him half dead beside the road. The interpretation here, they say, half dead. First death, eating the apple, you enter the world of sin. You have sinned, you died. But our second death is the eternal death. Mm. 
judgment time. When you are called, this one can half dead because you're not fully dead yet. You're in sin. You live in a world of sin. First death, half death. Wow. But are you going to have your second death, which is your eternal death? Okay. You see, just just in one verse, that was verse 30. Wow. Look how much they talked about. Bro, blows my mind. But we're not there yet. Here we go. By chance, a priest came along. But when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. First of all, <laughs> dude, the fact that... <laughs> hold on. All right. Let's be honest with ourselves. I'm going to be honest right now. If I'm walking the streets mad late at night, and I see another man walking the opposite direction on my same sidewalk. There's a there's a big chance I'm crossing the road. Mm. <laughs> and I'm going to the other side. <laughs> and I'm going to the other side. These people didn't even have the odd, like. It just kind of blows my mind that you see a man half dead on the side of the road. And your first instinct is to cross to the other side of the road so you can avoid him mm. so you could look the other way and just like keep walking by him like oh, i'm not gonna help this man yeah and there's definitely a purpose to the fact that uh, you know it's a what a priest mm-hmm. and then a temple assistant mm-hmm. and so it's like these two people who you would assume mm-hmm. would be the one that more than anything mm-hmm. the ones to help this person uh-huh. out uh-huh. and they don't and so it's like you have this title in this position, but, and you might think that that's enough mm. that you're loving your neighbor by being in this position, helping these people out, being a priest, a temple assistant. Mm. But how can you call yourself a priest or this if, if, if being a neighbor is done in action and in compassion and in sacrifice? Mm. You know, and you say about this and that and this, but you, these people passed, passed this guy half dead and went to the other street who are more than anyone would be the ones to help this person out. Mm. And it's just like, are you really being, are you really loving your neighbor as yourself? Mm. Or are you hiding behind the title you have or position you have or anything you have? Like, cause it's not about titles or positions. It's about, are you actually being a neighbor or not? Right. Are you actually loving your neighbor? Mm. And so it's just like that. It's like, there's a, there's a significance to the fact that he used these two people yeah. that you would assume would be the ones to help this, mm. but they didn't. I love how you said, the ones that you would have assumed would be the ones to save mm-hmm. him. Now, the interpretation that I was reading on talked about how the priest represented religious law. Ooh. And the temple assistant represented the, the, the prophets of God. And so we see, by chance, the law walked right by so it, so if we are the jewish man half dead mm-hmm. ready uh, uh waiting to be saved before our eternal death our full death mm-hmm. right we are half dead yeah we're in the sin we need help we're in trouble we're in darkness we're we're not in a good place i need saving that's me right now the jewish man i need saving yeah the priest walks by because at this time they believed if I follow the laws of God, mm-hmm. then I'm good. Then I'm good. 
But the law of God, the law, the religious law, the one that they said, you got to do this, you got to do that, you got to do this, you got to do that, or you're not getting to the kingdom of God, just walked by this man, couldn't save him. Is it because he couldn't? I think it was because he couldn't. And even Paul says it. Paul's like, yep, the yep. law does not save you. It only mm. shows you how sinful you really are. Oof. And so in this moment, we see the law could not save you. Neither could the prophets. Walked over and looked at him. First of all, this one's even worse. The temple assistant did did him even more dirty. Walked over and looked at him lying there. <laughs> Bro, this man, this man saw him half dead, walked up to him, looked down and said, Oh, you look, you look like you're having a hard time today, bro. Uh, I'm gonna go, I'm I'm going to switch sides of the road because you're in my way. feel bad. Sorry, but you're in my way. Crosses roads and goes away. <laughs> like, what? All right. Sure. Whatever you say, buddy. Then a despised Samaritan came along. Who is the Samaritan? Who is the Samaritan? The despised Samaritan that everybody disliked. Who is it? Nobody liked that. Nobody accepted that. Everybody hated. Mm-hmm. It's Jesus. Jesus Christ. Jesus was a despised Samaritan. Jesus was You're hated. telling me this man put himself in the parable in a... So far. As a Samaritan? But hold up. I'm about to confirm this theory of yours that the samaritan is actually jesus mm. if we go to john a 48 the people called jesus this the people retorted you samaritan devil didn't we all along didn't we say all along that you were possessed by a demon they call jesus a samaritan wow he's not even samaritan He's not even from Samaria. But they call him a Samaritan. And this man has the audacity to put himself as a Samaritan. And this is what I this is the moment where I understand when he said, if you have the ears to hear, let them hear. Hmm. Because if you listen to Jesus' words, you'd be like, oh. Because your first instinct is, let me be the good Samaritan. Yeah. But in reality, the good Samaritan is Jesus. Mm. The law couldn't help you. The prophets couldn't help you. Who was the only one that was able to save you before your full death? Jesus. Mm. And if Jesus is the good Samaritan, and our first instinct is to say, we need to be more like the good Samaritan, meaning we need to be more like Jesus. Oh! Bro, it blows my mind. So it's good. like, how could you be so infinitely intellectual to be able to say a few words like this? This isn't a long story. This is a such a short, short on the, story. On the spot story. Yet, the fact that there is so much here blows my mind. But then we see the wording too. Then a despised Samaritan came along. We go to Isaiah 53, 53.3. This is him talking about Jesus. This was written before Jesus. Okay. He was despised and rejected. That's how he describes him. 
Crazy. So before the people retorted, you Samaritan devil. And then Isaiah says, he was despised and rejected. A man of sorrows acquainted with the deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Mm. So we, we just showed you. I mean, when I read this, I was like, they call him despised. They call him a Samaritan. And Jesus has the audacity to use those exact words during this. Then the despised Samaritan came along. And when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. This compassion that they talk about in this was the same compassion that they talked about in the other parables. The prodigal son. Yep. Which one's the other one? Also one where where he sees these people and he says that they look like sheep without a shepherd. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yep. he had compassion on them. That's, that, that's the same compassion we're talking about here. Mm. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Mm. Soothed his wounds. What does that represent? The love, the faith, and the hope that Jesus gives us. Mm. Olive oil, they say, is anointing. The anointing he puts on this Jewish man that's half dead. And wine, Jesus breaks a bread and drinks wine that represents his blood. His blood. He anoints him and he washes him with wine, his wow. blood, and bandaged them. Wow. Then he put the man on his own donkey and took him to an inn where he took care of him. I don't know about you, but when I first read this uh parable i i identified with the donkey <laughs> no <laughs> like it was just so deep so good so good and so deep and so mind-blowing uh, yeah yeah and then this guy's like you know when i was reading this mm-hmm. I, I mean i identify with the donkey like i, I don't know it was I just feel like i don't know it's crazy it's like all right what's a donkey Isaiah 53, 4, right? Next verse after that. Yet it was our own weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. The donkey, Mm. they say represents Jesus' body that was put on the cross. He puts the man on his own donkey, the weight, Mm. and and he took him into the inn where he took care of him. The next day, the next day, he handed the innkeeper two silver coins, telling him, take care of this man. If the bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. First of all, two silver the denarii, it's the other, you know, they really say, it's probably worth around 150 bucks right now. But it was, it was enough for the man to be there for two months. Mm. That's what they say. To be at this inn for two months. So Jesus, the good Samaritan, took his own money, his own everything. You know, I mean the money was sacrifice. Sacrifice. Handed it over to the innkeeper, telling him, take care of this man. Until what? Until I come back. Wow. Hold up. Wow. 
Hold up. You know where I'm going with this? Wow. Right? This this was crazy. He says, take care of this man. If the bill runs higher than this, meaning the innkeeper would have to pay out of his own pocket to take care of this man. But don't worry. I'm going to pay you back. I'm going to pay you back when I come back. Don't worry. If the bill runs higher, meaning if you had to sacrifice out of your own money, innkeeper, sacrifice your time and your money and your efforts to take care of this man, don't worry. When I come back, I will pay you everything that you spent. So if this is Jesus, and he says, take care of this man, who is the innkeeper's? Not mm. sure. The church? Mm. The church? Wow. Right? That's nasty. Oh, come on. Bro. That's nasty. That's nasty. That's crazy. He says, take care of this man. Picked him up out of the streets, half dead, in sin. No Jesus in your life. That's us pre-Jesus. We're the Jewish man, half dead in the streets. Pre-Jesus. Wow. Broken, in sin, nowhere to go, no direction, no help, nothing to save us. We thought the law would save us. No, it didn't. We thought the good deeds would save us. No, it didn't. Only Jesus was able to. Takes him in, brings him to the inn, slash the church. Take care of this man until I come back. When does Jesus come back? And when Jesus comes back, what is he going to do? Pay back everything that you spent. To the innkeeper, it might seem like a a burden. Like, ah, oh, mm. I got to take care of this man. I got to, if the bill runs higher, what if I, what if the bill runs higher? But Jesus says, don't worry. I'm going to take care of the rest. When I come back, I will pay you everything. So, so if we are the church, what does this speak to you? I mean, I don't I don't think you identify fully with the Jewish man anymore. Cuz are you half dead or were you saved by the good Samaritan already? Mm. So if you were saved by the good Samaritan, I would assume you might have gotten a job at the inn. What? Hold up. Maybe when this Jewish man that was injured Gets healed, maybe he's like, oh, I'm going to work at the inn now. I'm going to be a part of this inn. So that next time that the good Samaritan brings somebody new that's injured and hurt, I can take care of them while he's gone. Oh, my gosh. Bro, I was freaking out. I, I When I was, when I, oh, mind-blowing. Listen, bro, I've been a Christian my whole life. I've been I've been reading the Bible out of the womb. No, I'm kidding. But but listen, I've I've heard this parable a thousand times. So fire. So fire. So now this this convicts me because it's like sometimes we feel it as a burden. Sometimes the bill does run higher. It always does. Mm. But he says, Don't worry, I'm gonna pay you back. I'm gonna pay you everything. Come on. How beautiful is that? We go from Jerusalem to Jericho on a dangerous path thinking this path is worth it. Maybe I'll find what I'm looking for here. 
We get lured in by the bandits. Boom. Attacked. Left half dead. Broken. Needing saving. Needing a savior. Here comes the Good Samaritan. Picks us up off of our feet. Bandages us up. Anoints us. Cleans us with the blood of Christ. Oh, anoints us with the olive oil, the wine. Gives us the bandages. Brings us to the inn where we are taken care of. Where he pays his own sacrifice. Puts us on his own body. And the weight of us puts pressure on him. Takes us to the end to get taken care of. Pays his sacrifice. And says, when I come back, I will pay you. Ain't nobody getting that by just reading it, bro. No. That's insane. How beautiful. We will never look at this parable the same. Now, which of these three would you say was a neighbor to the man who was attacked by the bandits? The one who showed him mercy, Jesus. We want to be more like the Good Samaritan. We want to be more like Jesus. Right? And and, and what's crazy is, like, before, you know, when, um, when the lawyer tells him, uh, Jesus, you know, when the lawyer says answers him by saying, with all your mind, with all your strength, with all your, you know, love your neighbor as yourself, okay. Jesus told him, do this and you will live. Okay, let me love the Lord, my God, with all my heart, all my soul, all my strength, and all my mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Let me do that. Okay, go try. Go. Go, 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 go. I'll, I'll wait here, go. Jesus Jesus gives him this, this kind of like, obviously Jesus did not sound that sarcastic. I'm, yeah. I'm being a little mean, but Jesus was like, all right, go. Do that and you will live. The unfortunate part is you can't. You would have to be the good Samaritan. You would have to be Jesus. But that's what we strive for. Mm. That's what we strive for, to be the good Samaritan. Yeah. To be more like Jesus. So cool. So amazing. But now you're the innkeeper. A lot of you may identify as the Jewish man in this moment. And that's okay. But just know that the priest and the temple assistant is going to walk right past you. Wow. And maybe, maybe you haven't fully gone down the path. Mm, how do I word this? You haven't fully gone down the path from Jerusalem to Jericho. And the enemy's in the middle of luring you in and saying, it's worth it. Hey, take this path. You get to where you want to go. You'll get to where you want to go. Boom, attacked. Now you're injured, half dead. So if you are the Jewish man right now, just know Jesus is the only one that will save you. Hmm. The only one that will take his own sacrifice, take his own stuff, clean you up, give you a new life, save you. From half dead to fully alive. Oh! From half dead to fully alive? Come on! What does Jesus do for me? He brought me from half dead to fully alive. He gave me real life. Wow. He brought me to the end. And you know what? You know what? This inn has a history 
of helping people and taking care of them and helping in their process of healing, I might donate to this in. I might give a piece of, you know, my stuff to this inn because I see what they are doing. And the Good Samaritan trusts this inn enough to help these people in the healing process. I get it. This inn must be a special place. Let me go to this inn. Let me get the healing that I need. Until the Good Samaritan comes back. Oh my gosh. It gives me goosebumps just talking about it. How incredible. Lewis has his uh, soaking in face right now. Literally. Literally. I mean, talk to me, bro. Talk to me. What what was going on in your head right now? Did I just blow your mind? No, it's awesome. I mean, I definitely had a, a similar perspective, but you added way more to it. I mean, it's just like, dang, like, you know, the church being the innkeeper is just so nice. It's so good. Mm hmm and yeah, like the good, like, you know, when, when do you ever think while reading this passage that the good Samaritan is actually like Jesus in right. the story? Like right. Jesus is the despised Samaritan. Mm. And it's just like so good. It's like, dang, like you see it, you know, in a whole new perspective. Yeah. Like I said earlier, it's just so good. And and one of the things I want to say too was, you know, this, this guy, this expert in religious law. Mm-hmm. Right, who knows these verses? Who recited the verse that he's, you know, he said to Jesus in Deuteronomy that he, he's saying these. He knows that he's so knowledgeable. But then, like you said before, when Jesus says, "Who was the person that was the neighbor?" He didn't even say the Samaritan's name, right? Mm. Like the person who showed him mercy, which shows his deep hatred, right? And so, mm. how is it that you know the verses? That you you know to love your neighbor as yourself. Mm. Yet you mm. have so much hatred that you can't even say the person's name. Mm. You can't even say the Samaritan was the one that showed him love, like mercy. That's the one right. that was the good neighbor. Knowledge will not do it for you. Knowledge is not enough. What is like I said before, the, mm. the true love is sacrificial yep. action and mm-hmm. showing compassion the way Jesus did and the way mm. the good Samaritan did. And it's just like you know, it's not just knowledge. He knew the he was a mm. he was an expert, but he couldn't even say the Samaritan's name. Mm. Like it just goes to show, like, are you really being a neighbor? How could you know that verse? Mm. How could you have it memorized? But yeah, you can't even say that person's name because you hate him so much. Right. And it's just like, and of course, the way the way Jesus uses this story, this, this passage, he's breaking these like social norms, right? Of like mm-hmm. people who hate Samar- Samaritans, yeah, but it's yeah, like. Yeah. The person that you hate the most was actually the person that was, who actually like loved that person. And mm-hmm. compared to those two that you would assume. And it's just like you, your neighbor is, and the, you know, the quick answer that Jesus could have said was like, your neighbor is anybody that is, that just is, is, is yeah, yeah, close yeah. to How you. How boring you know? would that answer have been? All right. It like, would have been oh, like, anybody. oh, okay. It's like, no, like, I mean, of course the quick answer is like, everybody's your neighbor. You know, your family, your friends, people that, that you see uh, everywhere. Like they're, yeah. those are your neighbors. And the Bible says like, count others as more worthy than yourselves right be selfless mm. love like let love be your highest goal the first fruit of the spirit is love you have you know, we're called to love people to love everyone to love our friends like we're called to love the way jesus did yeah you know and, and it's like again we we do that by our actions by our sacrificial actions towards people through our compassion which breaks and goes through any you know no matter where the person's from mm. no matter what society says about the person mm-hmm. the way your culture acts towards people of that certain nationality 
race, background, mm-hmm. it breaks through all of that. Yeah. No matter where you're from, where that person's from, what they did, like whatever the case may be, right? We are called to love. Mm-hmm. We are called to love our neighbor. Not even if the whole Jewish people are hating on this one person, mm. you love them. It's just like powerful because there there are realities where people are like, I hate those type of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jesus is like, not anymore. Mm. Not anymore. Now you are called to love them, to be a neighbor to wow. them. No matter where they're wow. from, no matter if you have had a that you've had this thing since you were a kid or that your parents told you, that instilled in you, uh, in your environment has told you that you just, Mm -hmm. everybody has this collective hatred towards this certain person, this certain people group. Jesus breaks that. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, you are going to be a neighbor and to Mm -hmm. love your neighbor as yourself, regardless of where this person's from or what society has told you or what society has put in your head. Mm -hmm. It just breaks through all of it. And, And we better pray that we can do this. Mm. We better pray because in that moment, listen, it is so easy to sit here and say, listen, bro, how could I see the man half dead and not help him? But let me tell you, there are going to be people in your life that hurt you, Mm. that do you really dirty, that disrespect you and the people that you love, that just cheat you and scheme on you. And yet, we are called to show them love because your neighbor is not just your best friend or the, the guy that sits next to you at church. Mm. Maybe that's a lot easier. Yep. Way easier. Way easier. But in reality, Jesus is telling us, no, the neighbor, your neighbor is going to be even the people that you are supposed to hate, mm. that you are supposed to dislike according to who, according to the world. Mm. And let me tell you, if one of the bandits that attacked this man was later on in the story was half dead, found on the road, the good Samaritan is going to come and get him. And listen, this whole parable is simply an illustration of the salvation plan from God. Hmm. We were all a Jewish man at one point. Maybe you're there right now. Yeah. But we've been saved. We've been healed. We've been rescued. We've been given life. Don't we want to do the same for somebody else? Love thy neighbor as yourself. Meaning, if that was me in that situation, I would have wanted somebody to help me. And so now that you're not in the situation anymore and somebody else is, now you have to help them because you just said you would have wanted somebody to help you. Mm. And in that moment where you're half dead, I promise you the last thing you're thinking about is I don't want to be helped by somebody like him. Wow. 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 Right? Bro, when you're about to die, I really don't think you see skin color or you see nationality Mm. or you see history or you see nothing. Wow. You just need to be rescued in that moment. You're in pain. You're about to die. Your life is about to vanish into thin air. I need a rescue. I need a savior. Anybody. So let's be the good Samaritan. And church, let's be a good in. Let's be a good in until Jesus comes back. And if you're feeling burdens and you have to sacrifice your stuff, just know it will be repaid and in full by Jesus. And that's a promise. 
mind blown. My head hurts from being mind blown by this story. Come on now. She's good, man. And again, like you we read that and it's like for me, I'm just like, okay, like am I am I am I being, you know, mm. a good Samaritan? Am I yeah, actually yeah, doing yeah. this stuff? Am I being sacrificial? Am I am I sh- sh- loving my neighbors, mm. not just saying it? Am I doing it in actions? And of course, I've seen in myself, I got to work on something. I mm-hmm. got to like start doing more things to show my appreciation, to show love. I've seen it in myself cuz I got I got work to do with myself. Mm. I got work to do on loving neighbors. I'm loving my neighbors as myself. If if Jesus walked into your job, who's the first person you would go talk to? Ooh. Think about that one. First person. And tomorrow when you go to work, I encourage you to do that. Anybody listening? At your school. People who you sit with, whatever. If Jesus honestly and answer honestly, after, you know, this whole analysis of the story. If Jesus walked into your school or your job or wherever you go, at your church even, who is he sitting next to? Who is he going to chat up? Who is he going to try to help out? And most likely, it's not your close friend, the one that already goes to church and goes to youth group Mm. and is like a leader in the church and everything. It's most likely who? The most damaged, the most hurt, the ones that need the most help, the most, the outcasts. Probably the ones you don't want to talk to. The ones that you don't want to talk to, that's the first ones Jesus has eyes on. And he loves them to a whole different level. So let's be more like him. And if you want to do that, you can't do it out of your own strength, and you know that. Mm. So let's let's start praying for that. Let me be a good Samaritan like you, Jesus. Mm. And let me be a good in. Help me, lead me to be able to lead, help these people in their healing process. Yes, you saved them already. You've given them salvation, but now we want to help them walk in this life fully alive. (sighs) Ladies and gentlemen, that is the parable of the Good Samaritan. If I blew up your mind, and even if I didn't, and you just enjoyed the episode, leave a like, comment, share this video. Let us know what you think. Anything, when you leave a comment, I want you to know it helps us out so much. It helps push this video out to more people. (laughs) We do read them and it pushes the video out to more people so that they can be mind blown and learn more about Jesus and find the Savior. But we love you guys. Tune in to the other episodes. The one with Charles was awesome. The Armor of God episode was awesome. Tune into those. Tune into our Bible studies on our Patreon. You don't want to miss out. We love you. We appreciate you. We hope you guys got some awesome stuff out of this episode. And uh, peace out. We'll see you guys for the next episode. Peace out. Peace. Peace out again. Peace. Peace out again. Peace.